It's a wonderful time of the year that, you know, we celebrate. And whenever there's Christmas, I always rem remind myself of my childhood, um, you know, when I was a Hindu, not a believer, not knowing anything about Jesus Christ. This is back in the city of Mumbai in India. And I still remember in those days, now I don't know how it is, but in those days, you know, they used to be like different churches uh, used to visit different houses to sing carols. And they used to come with full band, you know, with violin, guitar, bongo and everything. And a big gang used to come and outside the, everyone's houses they used to stand and sing. And sometimes they used to come around like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> And uh, I remember, you know, getting up from my sleep and, and through the people, you know, watching them singing. And my mother used to scold me and say, go off to sleep. Those Christians have no other job but to disturb us from our sleep. <laughs> and, but I used to enjoy it, you know, though I didn't understand anything why these Christians are doing this this time of the year, you know. I heard about the birth of Jesus, but didn't really bother. And it was a wonderful time. And I also remember, as a, you know, when I came to know the Lord, accepted the Lord, started serving the Lord, planting churches, and so and so forth. Once I went to this northeast of India, that is, a place called Shillong, very close to the border of China and close to Himalayan mountains. And that place is, you know, Himalayan um, mountainous region. And the people over there, it's like 95% Christians. And the people over there, you know, are very good singers. You know, some of them have got like, uh, came in some competition, got first prize and so and so forth. And I still remember once when I went there during Christmas time, you know, these beautiful mountains and this nearly hundred of these uh, people from Shillong with candles, you know, lit up. They were just walking down and singing carols in those mountains. And you know, those mountains, like the voice used to echo and it was so beautiful, it was so heavenly. And I remember you know, and I was just thinking about it, how beautiful it will be when we go to heaven, when we will hear the chorus of angels and everyone singing and worshiping God. Amen? But when I think about the birth of Jesus, I would have thought, you know, here is the King of kings and the Lord of lords who created heaven and earth. You know, God would have thought, you know, let's come with a big bang and, you know, horse of angels, celebration and all, you know, with the birth of Jesus. But when I read the Bible, it, the story is different. Probably many even didn't know that Jesus was born that time. Though few people had angelic visitation, some revelation, but overall, it was all quiet. And before the birth of Jesus, the angel visited, angel Gabriel visited Mary. 
and said, this is what is going to happen to you and this is how the Messiah is going to come. And you know what Mary said in Luke chapter 1 verse 34, then Mary said to the angel, how can this be? How can this be? Because it looks like an impossible situation, what you're talking about. It can't be in natural sense. And she said, how can this be? And this question many of us, many times we have in life when we face challenges in life. And we ask this question to God, how can this be? Lord, how can I overcome this situation? Lord, how can this sickness or disease can be healed, which I'm suffering, or my near and dear ones are suffering? How can my job situation where I'm finding it tough to cope with, how can this be resolved? How can this business problem will be resolved? How can this relationship problem in my family, in my life be resolved? How can this be? And Mary had this question, how can this be? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. The answer to your question, how can this be, to your problem, is when the Holy Spirit comes, He will do things, miracles in your life. Amen? When the Holy Spirit comes, He does wonders. When the Holy Spirit comes, there is healing. When the Holy Spirit comes, there is freedom. When the Holy Spirit comes, signs, wonders and miracles will happen. And today I want to encourage you with this assurance. I don't know what you're going through in your life, in your situation. Maybe you're finding it tough, difficult with some things. Ask the Holy Spirit to do wonders in your life. Ask the Holy Spirit to work in your life, in your situation, and He will do it. Why I'm saying this? Because I know, I have experienced it, I have known it over the years. He can do great things. That's why Jesus said in Gospel of John chapter 14 and 15, you know, He talks about the Holy Spirit another comforter will come. He will help you. He will lead you. He will guide you. In John chapter 15, he says, you know, without me, you can do nothing. So if you're struggling on your own, ask the Holy Spirit to work in your life and you will find the answer to the question like Mary, how can this be? How can this be? For that, you require faith. For that, you need faith in God. You know, the Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. 
You need to believe God. You know, I know sometimes it is a struggle. Sometimes we can just give up or give in. Mentally, you know, all the thoughts that goes on in your mind, you know, you feel like, you know, oh, this is a hopeless situation. I don't know how I'm going to see solution to this problem. That's where faith comes. That's where you trust God and his promises and you say, Lord, I choose to believe you. I choose to believe in your promises. I choose to believe in your word. And I know that you, you're going to do it. You know, it reminds me of a story. Uh, probably, I think Vic knows that story. The story is told about a man who walked in a desert place for many days. He walked and walked and walked and all the resources, food he had was finished and the water that he had was finished. And this man was very thirsty. And if he could, wouldn't find water in next couple of hours, he would die. That was the situation. And as he was struggling to walk, he suddenly, far distance, he saw a small hut. And he thought there is some hope. And he walked in that desert place. And as he came closer and closer to it, he saw a hand pump right in front of that hut. And he was happy. He said, wow, at least some hope. And when he reached there, he started pumping that hand pump, expecting that the water will come out of that hand pump. And as he was using all his strength to do it, there was no water. No water was coming out. And he got frustrated, disappointed, and he thought he's going to die. Then suddenly, just next to the pump, he saw a bottle. And that bottle was filled with water. And he said, wow, at least some water over here in this bottle. And as he went to pick it up, he read an instruction on that bottle. And it said, if you want more water, put this water in the hand pump and then pump it. The water will come out of the hand pump. Now this man thought, wow, okay, what if I put the water in the hand pump and no water comes out after I, you know, use the hand pump? What if? So the best is that I drink this water and at least I have some water to drink. But then he was struggling in his mind with doubt and faith. How many of us we go through that situation in life where we struggle to believe God and then we think, okay, let me give in to my doubt. And he was struggling in his mind and he said, what shall I do? And then he decided, okay, let me try it out. He took the bottle of water, poured it in the hand pump, and he said, here we go now. And he started pumping the hand pump. 
first strike, nothing happened. Second strike, nothing happened. Third strike, nothing happened. He was getting angry, agitated, and he started pumping harder and harder and harder, and nothing was happening. And as he continued with that, suddenly he could hear some bubble sound and, you know, rumbling and all that. And he said, oh yeah, there's something is happening. And then he started pumping even more. And suddenly the washers, water started gushing out of that hand pump. And he had enough water, not only to drink, but have a good wash. And then that bottle, when he read, it says, when you finished with the water, fill it up again for the next person who will come on this way. So this man, there was a struggle between faith and doubt. And here we see Mary, she was struggling between faith and doubt. And that's why she asked this question, how can this be? But she chose to trust God. You know, it was not an easy thing for her to do that. Just think about it in detail. It was not easy thing because it, it, she would have carried shame. People would have accused her of all wrong things. Even as you know, Joseph, her husband, wanted to quietly leave her and go. It was a big risk that she was taking. It, I would say it was a big faith she was taking to trust in God. And the angel said, the Holy Spirit will do it. The Holy Spirit will do it. And lastly, Luke chapter 2, verse 7 says, And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in the swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. There was no room for Jesus. Let me ask you this question. Do you have room for Jesus in your life? In this world, many people, they don't have any room for Jesus. They have no any time for Jesus. But as Christians, as believers, do you have room for him? Do you have a space for him to work in your life, in your situation? You know those things in your life where you, maybe you're struggling with. Have you given him the room, that space, to work it out? Tonight, this is not tonight, this morning, is the time where we can decide and say, Lord Jesus, this area of my life I'm struggling. I know I have closed the door. I have not given that space to you. But I surrender that area of my life to you and I say, Lord, have your way. Have your way. Do it, Lord. I open my life to you. Every area of my life to you. Have your way. Those days they had no room for him. Today, do you have that room for him? 
You know, when you give, you surrender your life to Jesus, when you surrender those areas to Jesus, what happens? Again, miracle happens. You know, if you've got Bibles, just quickly turn to Gospel of John chapter 6. This is the situation when Jesus was with his disciples, okay? You know that story when Jesus walked on the water? Yeah? So what happened was the disciples, they were in the boat. They were facing a storm. It was dark. The Bible says the water was rising. Strong wind was blowing. It was dark. Many times we face those situations in life where we go through dark times sometimes feel like the wind of problems are blowing too hard that I can cope with that, hardly cope with it. Sometimes it looks like it is finished. Life is over. And this is what the disciples were facing. And that moment, you know the scripture says Jesus was not there in the boat. That moment they saw Jesus walking on the water. Just imagine, the scripture says he walked about six miles. How long is six miles from here? New Life Church to six miles. How long? Yeah? Just imagine, Jesus walked on water for that long to reach out to his disciples. And then, the scripture says in verse 21, verse 20, but he said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. Then verse 21 says, then they willingly received him into the boat. What, they did, what did they do? They willingly received him into the boat and as a result what happened and it says immediately the boat was at the land where they were going till now they were struggling to reach their destination but the moment Jesus came into their boat the scripture says immediately Immediately, as if some motor was fitted into that boat and boom, <laughs> it says, that's what the scripture says. And immediately the boat was at the land where they were going. God has a destiny for you. But there's some maybe kind of struggle to reach that destiny and to see the fulfillment of God's promise in your life. You have been struggling in that storm of your life. But you have not allowed Jesus to take over. Because you were thinking there's no room for Jesus in this area of my life. But the scripture says the moment they willingly received him, a miracle happened. This morning, are you in that place 
like the people in Bethlehem who said, sorry, there's no room for you. Or are you willing to say to Jesus, Lord, here I am. Come into my life. Come into this area of my life. I'm struggling, Lord. I willingly receive you. I surrender to you. You will see the miracle. You will reach your destiny quicker than you think. Hallelujah. So two things we learned today. Mary, who said, how can this be? An angel said, the Holy Spirit will come. Holy Spirit can do wonders. Second, there was no room for Jesus. The question to you is this, are you in that same place? Or are you like the disciples saying to Jesus, Lord, we willingly receive you into the boat of our life and do the miracle for us. Let this message of Christmas be a blessing to you. Be a breakthrough to you. May you see the power of God and experience the power of God in your life. May you experience the miracles that you need because I believe in a God of miracles. Amen? Shall we all close in prayer? Father, we want to thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, that each year we remind ourselves about the birth of Jesus. We know that Jesus was not just born for the sake of just living on this earth and his life, his history was finished, but he, he was born and he was destined to die on the cross of Calvary and he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and then he's coming back again. So Lord, we pray for each and every one of us here and those who are listening online. You know the struggles, you know the problems. I pray that let this Christmas they will experience the miracles that they need in their life. And Lord, that they will reach their destiny by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.